0: Tell us who you are take us through your background you know everything prior to you know coming to father bills
1: well my name is pat ronan i am the community relations and marketing manager for father bills in mainspring thank you for having me on Um, so yeah i've been with father bills in mainspring for uh, three and a half going on four years now and right now i um i oversee a lot of the marketing and sort of our outreach efforts a lot of our public facing materials, um, the website, our social media, uh, the community relations too in terms of speaking engagements, um, helping plan events, um, some government relations. So every day is different. It's, it's a mixture of duties. Um, all of them I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be doing because I, I believe in the mission. Um, and very quickly the mission is we, we, we aim to prevent and end homelessness in Southern Mass and across the South Shore.
0: Now, I knew you prior to Father Bill's. You worked as a newspaper reporter. Um, and I know a few people that have gone from the reporting side to the, you know, working as a communications officer, director, whatever position you want to call it. What are some of the skill sets you can take from the reporting side and apply it to your, your job? Uh,
1: there's a lot. Uh, there's been, I thought it was going to be a tougher transition going from reporting to, um, you know, I guess I'm. Public relations role, which is a common transition for a lot of former reporters. Um, I'd say the biggest adjustment was the the schedule and the structure. Uh, as you know, reporting and you know covering all the government meetings that you do at Marshfield Community Television, they can be there can be some late nights. Um, and so uh, to go into a, a nine to five traditional role was definitely an adjustment at first. And having that structure, but uh, in terms of the on the job stuff. I mean, I think being uh at Father and a Mainspring, we're trying to be a voice for the voiceless folks who are underrepresented um in our community. Our organization is sort of trying to provide it, uh a voice for them, advocate for their needs, and I feel like in some ways that's you know the job of a reporter too is you're you're trying to shed light on on issues that may not get a lot of attention and to be a voice for people who may not have one otherwise so um what have you heard from other people about the, the, the skills that can translate?
0: I, I think a lot of just even like the technical skills of talking to people, writing, you know, a lot of that sort of stuff. I have a good friend who works in public affairs for a, a large corporation. And, you know, a lot of those skill sets that you learn, you know, out in the field, talking to people and, you know, how, learning how to write and, you know, communicate a message is definitely something that a few people have brought up the people that I know to have transferred over from yet one side to the other.
1: Definitely. I mean, in development, fundraising, marketing, there's a lot of um, having to approach people and, and, and have sometimes difficult conversations. As a reporter, you have to ask a lot of tough questions, um, sometimes to very powerful people. Um, so it does condition you in a way to be comfortable with that uh, man on the street type approach where, um, you're, you know, you're not too worried about how the person mm-hmm. going to react because you're like, well, it's my job. So I need to approach this person. So that has definitely helped. It's definitely um, both roles are, are definitely you need to have some communication skills. Um, I will say a lot of people used to who used to um, not like hearing from me as a reporter are more than happy to talk to me now. So uh, so that's nice. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's really nice. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know about Father Bills and MainSpring, tell us about the organization.
1: So Father Bills and MainSpring um, started over 30 years ago, 35 years ago uh, in the city of Quincy uh, was one part of it. And then the city of Brockton, essentially the organization uh, started as sort of grassroots, the local uh, interfaith community and local business leaders saw that there was an increase and um, unsheltered individuals sleeping outside, on park benches, at doorways, at churches. Um, and so in a response to that, uh, they opened up church basements, both in Quincy and in Brockton. Um, and as the need grew throughout the 1980s, uh, both cities, um, that there was distinct organizations at the time opened up individual shelters, uh, what are now known as, known as Father Bill's Place in Quincy and Main Spring House in Brockton. And so that's how it started, and, and ever since it's been expanding because homelessness is a complex issue. There are many different factors, and it it impacts many different people, not just individuals, but families, um, military veterans, and the demographics have been changing. We're seeing more elderly coming to our doors for services. And I'd say that the biggest change, at least over the last 10 to 15 years, for Father Bill's and Mainspring, Spring has been the uh, expansion in our housing. We're now uh, of a legitimate housing provider. So we operate over 550 permanent units across the region for formerly homeless individuals, veterans, and um, families. So uh, homelessness is definitely our mission. We want to end homelessness, but the best way to do that is through long-term solutions like housing. So we're trying to get more and more into to that arena.
0: Yeah, I wanted you to just you know also talk about, you know, that you guys provide a lot of services, not just a shelter, you know, that you guys provide housing. What are some of the other things you guys, you know, do to help, you know, people that you work with?
1: Uh, we have employment programs. So, um, there's one called work express. So individuals who come to us in the shelter looking to get back on their feet, um, work is a program where they can get a minimum wage, uh, salary, um, or minimum wage, Uh, Job and and uh, you know gain some confidence build some skills get something on their resume uh, and helps them transition into housing or or To help them exit the shelter Uh, Employment is one area we we offer prevention So I think ideally the the best way to end homelessness is to prevent it So Mm -hmm. people who are coming into the shelter. It's a pretty traumatic experience Um, So we want to prevent that from happening. So we have prevention diversion programs if someone's behind in their rent, we have uh, workers who will go out to the local housing courts and try to mediate between a landlord and a tenant. Um, and then we have uh, family programs as well, uh, both shelters and housing. So we're trying to help out families, um, you know, through flexible funding. As you can imagine, it's, it's difficult to be raising children uh, and paying for childcare, housing, transportation, you name it. So uh, our caseworkers are trying to help parents uh, manage manage those responsibilities and help them so ultimately that they they can maintain their home and keep it in the long term.
0: How's how's Father Bill's funded? I'm always curious as to how you know an organization and all the services that you guys provide are able to you know do what you do.
1: Yeah, it's 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 people sometimes surprised when they hear like our budget, you know, being over twenty million dollars, wow. um, and a, a a good amount of that comes from the government, both uh, the state and federal governments uh, provide a good deal of that funding for our shelters and for our housing programs, um, and the rest it's through private fundraising, uh, individual donors, organizations, foundations, in kind services. Just to plug Marshfield Community Television, uh, you, you've done, your team's done a wonderful job with a couple of our promotional videos. Um, that's money that we would have spent elsewhere um, to, for a, a videographer, and so it's in-kind donations like that that ultimately allow us to direct our resources to the programs, which are assisting people directly.
0: Yeah, we were, we've been fortunate to work with you guys on Food Fest. Uh, just talk about that, because that's a really great event.
1: Yeah, Food Fest is, is, has been going on now for 25 years. And what started as like a barbecue, like hot dogs and hamburgers in Quincy Center has since expanded into uh, quite a big event and we're holding it in Hingham now. Um, well, pre-COVID, we were holding it in, in Hingham. Um, and so usually about a thousand people come out. It's our annual fundraiser. It's the largest single uh, event that we hold. Um, and we, we try to raise between you know, three, $350,000 um, every year. And it's just a great event, live music. We partner with um, you know, 30 or 40 local restaurants um, that provide tastings at the event. We, we had been um, holding the event with uh, Hingham Beer Works and the launch at the Hingham Shipyard. So it's a great venue. It's usually held the last Tuesday in July. So it's usually a nice hot day hopefully not too humid. Um, and it's great. Everyone looks forward to it. It's like a midsummer. It's just a great event. I remember the first one I went to, I was like, I didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, fundraisers can, you know, sometimes all feel the same, mm-hmm. but, uh, this one definitely has its own feel. So we're proud to, um, to hold it. And, and, and hopefully when this crisis is over, we can get back to something right. like that.
0: Yeah. So, everyone that works for nonprofits or most people that work nonprofits end up, you know, getting passionate about it, you know, and have, you know, feel really attached to it. What makes Father Bill's so special to you?
1: That is a good question. Cause there's, there's definitely, I'd say during COVID there have been more, more and more moments where I have an appreciation for the organization and the people that work for the organization and the people who are helped by it. Um, Father Bill's really is that safety net for people who really have nowhere else to go. Um, I think we've all, as individuals, we all go through difficult experiences in life, you know, whether it's relationships, substance abuse, mental health, you know, we we all face challenges, financial challenges. Um, And then it's the support system that's there for us that can help us get through those tough times. Um, And that's something i've definitely been guilty of taking 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 that for granted over the years and Mm -hmm. and father bills is an organization that really provides that support system that helping hand um that open door when many people may have had a lot of doors closed on them and they may feel very alone and very desperate and so to be an organization that essentially says we don't care what your background is where you're coming from if you need help we're here for you uh that's what Inspires me and then to see the people on the front lines doing the work at the shelters, especially during COVID putting their own health and safety at risk to help other people is really um, Makes me very grateful to to be working for the organization.
0: What are some of Father Bill's and Main Springs biggest needs?
1: Well, the, during COVID, the the certainly the biggest need, and I think every nonprofit you'll talk to will say financial, you know, donations. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm reinventing the wheel there, but um, so COVID, we're we're definitely facing some financial challenges with our operational uh, costs, having to open new satellite shelters for social distancing. Mm-hmm. So we are asking for uh, monetary donations if people can um, at our website help helpfbms.org. Okay. Uh, but some of the other common things, especially during COVID is prepared or catered meals. Um, we used to rely on our volunteer workforce to provide the meals at our kitchens, at the shelters. But because of uh, COVID, we don't have on-site volunteers. So we're relying on people, um, you know, on the outside of the community to cook those meals for us and delivering them prepared. prepared. Not only does that save us time, it saves us a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, if you visit the website, we have a whole coronavirus page where we outline some of those wow. needs. Um, so prepared meals is definitely one. Um, and then some of the, ba- the basics of the shelter, you know, uh, men's and women's underwear and, and um, you know, toiletries and flip-flops for the showers at our, um, at our facilities. A lot of those items that we have to buy on a regular basis for our guests, when people donate those to us, it's a huge help.
0: I was going to ask, you mentioned COVID a few times. So I was going to ask you like how COVID's impacted the organization, but you feel like you've mentioned a lot about how, you know, everything that's been going on COVID related with uh, the bills and how you guys have been, you know, pivoting.
1: Yeah. I almost asked like, if this is going to air, like, you know, in 2021 or something, it'll be old news. Well, no, this will air in the next week. So Okay, cool. I think it's safe to say we'll probably still be in the um in in, in the thick of this here. Um mm-hmm. yeah, COVID has been John Yazwinski, our CEO. He's been with the agency for um 25ish years and he said this has been the most challenging period uh in our agency's history and he's gone through, you know, you know, several economic recessions including the great recession in 08. Um in some really tough winters with blizzards, yeah. you know, the winter of fourteen and fifteen was incredibly challenging. Um, you know, so there's been a lot of different challenges over the years, and so for him to say that this is the most challenging for me, it's eye-opening, um, and it's no surprise. This has been a challenging time for everybody, whether you work for a nonprofit or not. Um, yeah. So, and the most vulnerable in our communities seem to be the one, the ones who are bearing the brunt of this crisis, and um, and so it's on us to be able to provide the resources, uh, not only so they can uh, have shelter um, and hot meals and supportive services, but that they can do it while also social distancing. And so in order to do that, we've had to open up new sites to make sure that uh, we can adhere to the CDC guidelines. Um, and that means extra staff, that means additional you know, operational costs, supplies, food, um, but we've been very fortunate. We have a lot of folks in the community um, who have stepped up and, and donated food and their time. And um, so thank God we have such an, an incredible community that's really rallied together for us. And I don't think we're alone. I think a lot of other, a lot of other nonprofits are, are feeling that love too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if someone's watching this or listening to this and they want to learn more about Father Bills and Main Spring, what are the best ways they can do that?
1: Our website would definitely be a good place, helpfbms.org. We're active on social media.
0: You talked about the website. If someone wants to get involved, volunteer, um, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Well, uh, definitely the website, uh, helpfbms.org slash coronavirus. I'll give that URL. That has a good rundown of our needs during this crisis. Um, in, in the biggest volunteer need right now, and it's uh, offsite volunteering would be the prepared meals. So if folks can uh, prepare meals for us, um, or even if you want to help a local restaurant, cause they're hurting too, if you want to, you know, buy the meals in bulk from a, a local restaurant and deliver them at the shelter, cool. you can get all that information on the website. Uh, traditionally in, a, in normal times, we do have onsite kitchen volunteers. We have landscaping projects at our properties um there are a lot of different creative ways you know like someone at jonathan with your skill set if you wanted to come and teach a class to our our guests about you know um audio v- video skills there's a lot of different things that people can do there's been some former journalists actually who come and and uh, helped some of our guests with their writing uh some of the local banks come and and they they do some financial literacy um classes so Hmm. it's like whatever whatever you can offer uh, we'll find a way for for you to help because we certainly need it
0: that's awesome um the nonprofit profit world can be really rewarding um but also at the same time very challenging to navigate you know the system government you know funding all that stuff sort of stuff what's some of the biggest challenges you faced you know in the nonprofit world
1: oh i remember i wrote down my answer for that <laughs> Now of course I, I can't remember it, so I'm just, you just have to get it. Uh, would
0: it would it be would it be like selling the message of father the mission of Father Bill's?
1: That would be definitely. I'd say the misconceptions that exist. Well, fundraising definitely because mm-hmm. there are so many great nonprofits, especially here on the South Shore. So we're certainly not competing with one another because we all have overlapping missions. But to really stand out and say. Donate your hard-earned money to us um, and to be able to raise enough to keep our programs going. That's always a challenge Uh, But what you were mentioning about selling the mission can be very difficult Um, There's a lot of nimbyism people who who don't want our services um, in their neighborhood um, In their community. So anytime we're proposing a housing uh, You know a new housing development um it can be a struggle to get people on board um Mm. and there are a lot of misconceptions about you know who you know what it means to be homeless the types of people who experience homelessness um i think that's the biggest struggle and part of my job is to let people know that it it could be you or me in the shelter um some people you know have some bad bad luck some some of their poor decision making can contribute as well but um the people who come in have, have owned homes, have had families, um, mm-hmm. have had successful careers. And then whether they're struggling with mental health, substance abuse, loss of job, a divorce, a death in the family. Traumatic series of events can lead people down, um, uh, you know, to, to, a, to a rough path. So I'd say just trying to humanize, um, you know, our mission can be sometimes a struggle because people have their preconceived notions that so you have to get through
0: on the flip side what's probably been the biggest bit you know big, biggest success or the most rewarding experience
1: i'd say more generally the the covid response has been has been incredibly uh, uplifting because it could have been such a um, you know such a the challenge was so immense and daunting that there were certain points early on in march april where I think there were some legitimate concerns about can we continue to operate mm-hmm. our shelters um with the social distancing guidelines and, and, and within our budget and so to see the community come together not here as the donors but the local city officials in quincy and brockton and all you know all the other surrounding communities the state government and saying what can we do how can we help um so that outpouring of support has been, has been massive. We had a campaign for hope this year to replace our food fest cause we mm-hmm. couldn't do food fest in person. Right. Our, our goal was $500,000. We ended up raising over 1.1 1. 1 million. So wow. that was again, just another example of, of, you know, the community really stepping up and going above and beyond. Um, yeah, I'd say more personally, just like for me, like two weeks ago, it was the Monday before the election. Uh, so already a difficult time with the pandemic and also a very um, tense time with the election. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I knew it was a week. So heading into that Monday, I was like, this is going to be a, a, a roller coaster week. Um, and so that very first thing I did that day was I was at our new property in Randolph, the Envision Bank home for veterans, and got to watch as a, a, a veteran who, who had a stroke. He's in a wheelchair. Um, got to move into his new apartment unit with his sister. His sister was there with him and to see the tears in his eyes and her eyes and to see how happy and grateful they were really just was exactly what I personally needed to start that week. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, just that's that sense of gratitude and, and feeling like, you know what? The world may seem like it's going crazy on TV or on the internet, But if you look around you and you see who's in your community um, and the good work that people are doing, um, it's really, uh, it's, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice uh, refresher.
0: For sure. Um, What's something about the nonprofit world that may surprise people that don't know much about it?
1: Um, hmm. The nonprofit world. um, I'd say... At least for me, going from, uh, you know, uh, a company, uh, you know, that wasn't a nonprofit, I think there's maybe people think that nonprofits have a lot of folks who, um, you know, because it's such a volunteer philanthropic mission that, you know, there may be a misconception that the, the folks who go and work for a nonprofit, you know, maybe aren't you know the best and brightest in terms of like the top of their field (laughs) and I know I'm probably going to get in trouble by saying something like that but it just you know like
0: they're a bunch of misfit toys
1: yeah and I think there can be it's a passion project so some people say okay well you're choosing passion over maybe a a lucrative career there's got to be some sort of give there you know Mm -hmm. but frankly to work here and to see other people at nonprofits that we've we've worked with Jonathan. Um you really are seeing like I think some of the most talented creative forward-thinking professionals in our region and not just in nonprofits but I mean like I, I've just been really impressed everyone from like our program staff um executive leadership um and I see it through all the nonprofits these are talented creative people who chose to work and choose a career that was purposeful and had meaning and they could be making a lot more money elsewhere working for a big corporation, but they chose to um lend their talents to a nonprofit. So hmm. I think that's been for me is sometimes you, you see the the talent pool at nonprofits. Yeah. Um yeah. I'll probably have someone be like, what did you mean by that? What did you, <laughs>
0: I, I, I totally, as, as I totally get what you're saying, I absolutely okay. understand it. Uh, maybe okay. it's because I run a nonprofit. So I, I get what I get exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Whereas, you know, the people that you work people that you work with, or you collaborate with on other nonprofits, they're super talented and they're also passionate about it. It's not just a job for them, I think is, is the way to put it. It's not, it's, you know, it's, it's part of, it makes, it's part of who they are. You know, that's why you see a lot of people who work for nonprofits stay there for a long period of time because it, it becomes part of who they are. So um, before we wrap up, is there anything that you want listeners to know about you or Father Bill's in Mainspring?
1: I, I think just, you know, that the biggest thing is, is awareness for our mission and, and, you know, and getting information out there. So if anyone is interested in learning more about father bills and main spring, definitely go to our website. Um, we have some, some great content there, including some videos produced by Marshall community television that really tell our story. Um, obviously if folks can donate, thank you. That's wonderful. But I think just spreading the word about our mission and what we do and who we help. Um, sometimes just sharing, sharing that message is, uh, is contributing to our mission. So, um, and, and definitely, I know I, I have already thanked you, but thank you for for you and Jennifer and your team there for really um, helping us get that get that word out there. You're helping tell our story with your with your skills. So,
0: well, well, thank you for the kind words, Pat. And we tell everyone that if you know Father Bill's is the best nonprofit we work with. You know, from a oh, right. from a project standpoint, you guys are phenomenal because it's one of the easiest run, you know, very organized projects that. W- projects that we do you know we don't worry about you know communication we know um, you know we're, we're always happy to work with you guys we your guys are a model example
1: excellent uh, that's so good great. to hear
0: yeah so thank you very much i appreciate it pat for doing the podcast here
1: of course thanks cool. for having me good all right so